Hello, good morning everyone and welcome to the uh, mile race. Uh, we've had fog, uh, rain uh, impeding some race meetings of both codes over the last couple of days in various states. We've lost uh, Gloucester Park on on uh, on Friday night. That meeting's been rescheduled to today. But the, the fog caused, caused some chaos at Cranbourne last night and we only got as far as race number three. And even that in itself, race number three, was a big hurdle to overcome with problems with the photo uh, finish uh, equipment. Uh, and eventually uh, the ruling was made after the uh, third event that uh, they couldn't continue Racing, which was uh, very unfortunate for uh, for the Cranbourne Harness Racing Club. Rob Orbers uh, wiped the fog out of his eyes this morning. I think it's just starting to clear a little bit, at least out uh, at my way, uh, uh, Rob, this morning. But gee, didn't it create some havoc last night at the harness racing at Cranbourne? It certainly did, Danny. A very good morning to you. Uh, the fog is still uh, set in here at Melton. It's starting to rise. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, the, the fog has been in my eyes because I stayed up and watched Ash Barty till uh, the early hours, as many of us did. So well done to her. And wow, uh, three races, plenty of controversy, plenty of discussion points from uh, Cranbourne last night for sure. And we had that great program at Albion Park that kept us entertained as well. Yeah, we'll have a look at those races uh, from Albion Park last night, uh, as you mentioned, Rob. Um, well, everything started off seemingly okay. You could tell uh, uh, that it was a little bit hazy, it seemed, as we started off for the first race. Remember, that was at 5.05. So for the ro- fog to be around as early uh, as it, it was, uh, race three was run at 5.58. So it's not as if it was uh, 9 or 10 o'clock at night. I think that was probably the surprising and unusual aspect about that uh, the fog last night, Rob. Yeah, well, I suppose you're a little bit like me, Danny. You only live 10, 15 minutes down the road from yourself. And uh, listening to Luke Humphreys before that first race, uh, you know, there was quite a bit of misty rain, uh, obviously uh, some fog setting in, and yet at Melton at the same time, it was clear as uh, with the blue sky and sunshine. So it was really uh, weird to think one side of the city was fog and raining and the other one wasn't. Uh, But as you mentioned, uh, we started off with uh, Finn Frost, taking out that first race uh, last night by leading throughout. And uh, I'm looking forward to listening to, uh, to to the audio and the replay of it. Well, there's only three to listen to from Cranbourne last night. And this was the first. Andy and Kate Cath on, a, on an $8 shot, which is a bit unusual. 27.9 that third quarter. Finn Frost straightens up clear. What did you say? The last chance. Mark Lamour's tried to run on Major Delico. He's gone into the clear pocket. The deal's getting up on the rail, but Finn Frost is out clear by three metres from what did you say? Late down the outside, Mark Lamour, but Finn Frost will lead from start to finish to take out the first event. Four and a half metres. What did you say? Just fell into second. A half in in front of Mark Lamour, third, and nose in front. Yeah, $8, the official starting price for Finn Frost, who was able to show the gate speed and dominate. Pretty comfortable win. He was able to find a lead reasonably comfortably. Had to burn for that first 100 metres or so. But once he found the top, uh, Kate Gath, uh, look, he got a bit keen in the run, in, in all fairness. Uh, and at some stage, he, he looked a little bit vulnerable. But to the horse's credit, he really just let down at the top of the straight, raced away from him. They went a 34 lead time, 29.6 and 30.9 first two quarters. So it was solid enough. You could see Kate was just trying to settle the horse uh, the best she could. Ran down the back in 28 seconds and still got home in 28.5 for a mile rate of 156.8. So it was a really good start considering uh, there was a little bit of uh, uh, rain uh, and uh, he, he was vulnerable. But first up, it was a great training performance. He's a nice horse. We've seen him perform here in Victoria since coming across from New Zealand, having won a couple of races prior to last night. 
but he, he did it pretty comfortably at the finish. Uh, what did you say, finishing second? I was keen on his chances last night. I thought he had every chance and wasn't good enough at the finish. Uh, Mark Lamore certainly caught the eye. Uh, it was settled midfield and came and to the outside and hit the line really strongly. I think he's certainly the horse to follow out of the race, as was Huli Nien, who was locked up on the pegs and really savaged the line. So both the black bookers out of that were certainly Mark Lamore and Huli Nien. Major Delico appeared to have every chance in the home straight and behind those pocket the deal wasn't too far away from the last chance after doing some work early Major Mambar just a little bit uh, disappointing and Maserati didn't finish it off as well but I think if we black book Mark Lamore and Hooling in out of the first from Cranbourne Race number two, it was only a small field but it was a, it was a pretty good race it was certainly a very competitive race uh, Enhance who come and won like a free-for-all a last start, but um, he was below his best uh, last night. Royal Charlotte, who, who can be a little bit in and out, Rob, um, she uh, put her best hoof forward last night in race number two. This is the way she did it with Zach Phillips, trained by Paul Males. And it's running on about to use the sprint lane. Chevron action gallop then prosthesis. 28.5 that third quarter. Royal Charlotte is that a bid majestic or well? Alfred saved every inch on the inside. Prosthesis run up behind him. I'm set to go. He's running on. And Hans Calm has work to do. Still they have to get to Royal Charlotte. Majestic or bell towards the inside. Prosthesis. Royal Charlotte staving them off. Royal Charlotte has won it. A half head. Prosthesis dive through in the centre to be a very eye-catching second. A half head away on the fence. Majestic or bell third. And fourth out wide, I'm set to go, I think. After the win of Royal Charlotte, congratulations, Zach. Did you, uh, was the plan A always to hold the top when you did get it? Uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. She sort of seems to run her best races out in front, and um, every time I get her in behind them, she just doesn't seem to, to finish off as good or want to finish off as good, but out in front, she's sort of happy to keep having a go. So whenever we can lead, it's always a big advantage for this filly. What was the go? The Mile Rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Now, Keita Ross and Jason Bonington at Cranbourne last night and Luke Humphreys, they ended up having to uh, get home or being able to get home uh, early. Uh, Rob, uh, Royal Charlotte, um, we know she's a pretty handy mare. It's funny, as, as it got foggier, the, the races, uh, the finishes got uh, tighter and, and closer, didn't they? But uh, she did enough to hold off prosthesis. A couple of disappointing runs, though. Um, obviously, enhance your calm. And look, I, I don't know what to say about uh, I'm set to go. Where do you go with her now? Yeah, look, uh, she's just a teaser, isn't she? Uh, I'm set to go. Uh, she's never too far away, but she's just not delivering uh, the goods at the moment. Uh, I mean, she was beaten 2.2 metres in, in what was a pretty busy finish, but on face value, uh, she had her, her chance. Uh, Royal Charlotte, terrific performance, uh, as we heard from Zach, and probably over the last uh, few starts of this mare when she had one at Melton, uh, it was pretty clear that you know her best race is a run when she can lead. Uh, and last night, she was able to do that. She had her main dangers uh, either outside her or they had to chase her down. And she fought on really strongly. Uh, they went a mile rate of 2.2.9, lead time of 37.1. 
31-5 first two quarters, so very well rated by Zach Phillips and got home in 28-6 down the back and, and made it a bit of a staying test and they were all got a bit tied at the finish, 30.1. She's been a really good mare, Royal Charlotte. Uh, she'd won a couple of group races earlier in her career and took a while to sort of get herself adjusted back into that uh, higher level with the national rating and she seems to be uh, in a good place at the moment. Paul Males, as we know, does a great job with his horses and got the best out of her for his mum, Yvonne Males. Prostice well, Danny, uh, I think we've been black booking good old prosthesis now for uh, 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 at least uh, six, six to eight weeks. Kenny Tipp is doing a terrific job with him. He just hasn't been able to get a win for the horse and the connections, but that win's just uh, knocking on the door. He just needs a, a few little breaks to go his way. Terrific run last night. Majestic Bell was good, hit the line well. I'm set to go, as you mentioned, Danny. Yeah, look, she, uh, she's she got lots of ability, but just at the moment, just probably 10% off her best, which is probably stopping her winning races. Is that a bid got home nicely? Enhance your calm. Uh, look, on face value, maybe a little bit disappointing. I don't think he's a horse that can actually be exposed and do any work. I, I think he's got to be driven a little bit more quietly, and uh, that's when you'll see the best of Enhance your calm. And Chevron Action had its chance and dropped out, but all honours to Royal Charlotte last night. The third event, well, this by this time the, the fog had certainly rolled in. It was quite noticeable um, optically and um, there was a very close photo finish. Um, because of the, uh, the, the fog, uh, it made it somewhere between difficult and impossible um, for the photo finish equipment to operate um, accurately enough. So uh, there was some uh, and teething problems initially with the results of this race that went on for, for some time before being declared a, a dead heat. So that's the preface there. Before we hear the audio, uh, Luke Humphreys was calling last night. This was a really busy finish as well. So it ended up a dead heat. Um, uh, Orby looked uh, to perhaps have won in the eyes of uh, Luke Humphreys. Uh, Still hung over's no number come up in the frame after a couple of minutes, but after all was done and dusted, it was a dead heat between Still Hung Over and Orby. Side is on the inside to All Major. Third quarter in 28.7. They come down the side for home. Belladonna Gill in front, but still hung over on the outside. Is given some rain by Tormi and looms up. Orby is about to come to the outside. She will rock awaits the run. Still hung over takes the lead. A neck Belladonna Gill. Orby to the outside. Lara J McRae's coming out of the fog and running on and on the far side. Is she will rock. Still hung over in front. Orby. Lara J McRae nearest to us. They come to the line. Orby. Orby's one of the nose, I think, to be on the inside, still hung over, and on the outer, Lara J. McRae, a half hit away third. Fourth is She Will Rock. I usually say, yeah, Rob, if the race caller can't see them, no one else can, and it was pretty difficult, wasn't it? It was a busy enough finish, as it turned out uh, anyway, but uh, I think in the end there were more satisfied people because there ended up being two winners declared. Yeah, look, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, still hung over his number came up in the frame first uh you know obviously watching the race you know and being a race caller uh, and we've all called there it, it did look like orby may have got there and uh still hung over his number come up in the frame obviously uh, there was a, an inquiry from uh, michael bellman wanting to have a look at the finish and, and a few others got involved with the stewards and they declared it a dead heat so uh, again i'm not really sure of the circumstances behind it so it's something that we'll probably ask brett day throughout the week to uh, uh go through that process but last night uh, it was a dead heat uh, so I, I suppose from a connection point of view, uh, I'd be pretty happy. They 
go away with the first and second prize money. They share it and they don't really, I don't think under the national ratings, I'm not sure whether they actually get penalised or not with a dead heat, Danny. So that's something else I'm not 100% certain about. Maybe they all get half a point each, do they? Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good point because previously uh, they wouldn't incur a penalty, would they, uh, for a dead heat? It was just one of those uh, anomalies. So I don't know if uh, that has changed or uh, or not. Um the busy finish still hung over. Uh, well, it looked like she was going to uh, hang on there. Orby's pretty tough. She's had a, a wonderful season from where she's come from uh, this season. She was ra- racing at a pretty low level, uh, I would have thought, uh, earlier on in the season, Rob. But now she's, uh, well, she's been competitive in some really good mares races in town. And, and that was proof of it last night. Yeah, terrific uh, training performance. Sean Kittle's doing a really good job with his team of horses and uh, Michael Bellman combining with Sean uh, many, many occasions. Greg Fleming, the owner, uh, has put plenty uh, into the sport, so good to see him uh, getting a, a result there. A mile rate of 22.3. Lead time was 37.1 uh, with a Belladonna Girl who led in the race. I thought on face value she was a little bit disappointing at the finish, uh, even though she was beaten three and a half metres. She will rock, had the trail on her back, uh, still hung over, come around field and Orby got a nice cover and they dominated the race. They went 30.8 a first quarter, 33.4 second quarter, so it was a really slow second quarter. 28.8 down the back home in 27.9. It was a short half head by a half head, uh, but it ended up being a dead heat, uh, but the margins on the screen still tells us a short half head by half head, so I'm not sure how that works. But anyway, uh, look, uh, Orby uh, really good. Well done to uh, the stable. Still hung over racing really well. She continues to uh, put herself into races and still going to win more mares races. Lara J. McRae's flying at the moment. Uh, she won that uh, Vic Bread Putnam mares race on uh, last Monday at Yarra Valley, which Orby was involved in that race. And uh, she's racing well, hit the line really strongly. She will rock and also Belladonna Girl. Both were really close up, as was Bell of Brooklyn and uh, LTR L Major just in behind. But uh, all being still hung over and Lara J. McRae, all very good runs. Feature racing was at Albion Park last night and a lot of the stars were on show. But perhaps uh, I think likely to be Australia's best uh, pacer, certainly at the moment as King of Swing as a Miracle Mile uh, winner. And uh, he has just dominated through the free-for-all grades. He seems to have got better and stronger as he's gone through this prep. And he pretty much made a one-act affair of the uh, Mr. Feelgood Open pace, which was race six last night at Albion Park. Back straight quarter, 28.6. McCarthy swinging against the favourite, and it's King of Swing now being opened up at the top of the lane. He lifted the lines and he bounded away, King of Swing. Margin 10 metres, Colt 31 second, third LL Cool J, then Elmer's Image, but it's all King of Swing. King of Swing. The crown is firmly in place, and he wins another one. King of Swing, too good, beating Colt 31, LL Cool J. King of Swing, uh, 154.2. He had the draw, was able to dominate. And even though Colt 31's been a terrific horse, he, he, he's going to meet a tougher opposition in the upcoming weeks. Uh, no doubt. It was a very good performance by King of Swing. He just proved uh, too strong and he's a seasoned uh, pacer that continues to uh, deliver the goods. He's a winner of, what, over $2.3 million uh, and he was just too dominant last night. He'll be looking forward to that sunshine sprint, I would imagine, uh, next week and then uh, head over and then uh, continue on for that Group 1 glory again. He's just a top horse. Uh, what can you say about him? He's just uh, very strong, continues to run the sectional times last Last night when he worked to the lead, uh, he went a mile rate of 154.2. Lead time was 36.5. 
29-7-30, and he just put the foot down 28-6 and 27 last two quarters, and he defeated Colt 31, held it at bay from LL Cool J. Elmer's image was just in behind him, but uh, King of Swing, he's going to be very hard to beat over the next few weeks. Feature event was the inaugural running of the $250,000 Rising Sun. And uh, it was a name, Mark Purden, who's been on a bit of a sabbatical over the last 12 months or so, pretty much on holiday, and uh, now trained by his son, Nathan Purden. It was the, the mayor, Amazing Dream, who's a Auckland Cup winner, ended up with a run of the race and somewhat of an upset to take out the feature from the big guns in Copy That Expensive Ego and Krug. Is back of the tail, 28 seconds off the far turn now, Krug in front, but he's not shaking expensive ego, he's trying to throw down a big challenge, copy that, looming three wide, amazing dream right behind them, then Spirit of St. Louis, they're at the turn, and it's Krug who corners with the lead, Krug in front, expensive ego still there, copy that deeper, amazing dream back to the inside, they fan across the track, amazing dream, copy that, amazing dream, copy that, amazing dream! Amazing dream, dreams come true, and she's taken at the mare. Amazing dream, copy that. Photo third, expensive ego or Krug. Yes, all the big gums are up there, but amazing dream getting the inside run, Rob, and uh, and that name, Purden, um, back with uh, with another uh, big race, a big group one. What a fantastic race, Danny. I think, firstly, uh, as a whole, uh, you know, congratulations to uh, the Queensland uh, uh, you know, officials. They did a fantastic job in putting this race together, and the race certainly lived up to uh, expectations with uh, pretty much uh, what, the first nine horses. I think there was 9.7 metres separating them, and in particular those first six horses, it was 5.2 metres separating them. It was a terrific race. Uh, I was a little bit frustrated watching it at uh, the start of the race, Danny. I, I know we're uh, trying to, uh, uh, you know, bring new uh, camera shots to uh, to races and so on. But when you get that sort of back uh, back head on, str- you know, what is it? A, 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 a overhead <laughs> up in overhead uh, at the start of the race. You don't really see what's going on. Uh, so uh, obviously Kowalski analysis galt there at the start, which probably uh, you know it was hard to sort of line up what was actually occurring there at the start for the first hundred meters. But look, uh, amazing dream got into a pretty good spot uh, behind the leader, and um, you know they they it was a terrific race. Uh, Krug held the front as we expected. Great drive, I thought, by Anthony Buddy. Took the initiative at the start of the race to get around the field and got the 1-1 on the back of Expensive Ego. And the three of them turned for home. It looked like it was going to be a terrific finish. Krug, Expensive Ego in the breeze. Copy that three wide. An amazing dream going through the slip lane there to, to finish off, to get home just in time from Copy That. Expensive Ego battled on well. Krug was terrific. Cashed up Savage the line into fifth placing. And Spirit of St. Louis was closing as well. They went a mile rate of 154.9. 38 lead time, 30.2, and 27.2 last quarter. Ahead by 1.3 metres was the margins. And as I mentioned, the first six horses, it was five metres separating. Great race. Very, very good horses. Mark Purden, well done. Nathan Purden, well done. I'm sure uh, Mark Hanover and Gordon Banks, who uh, part owner horses over in America, they'll be pretty wrapped with this uh, wonderful mare, Amazing Dream. She's taking her prize money just uh, on a million dollars. 
Uh, and Pink Galaz was successful again. She's uh, really come of age uh, having that holiday up uh, in north, and she's in the, the trotting final next week. Rob, we might just take a, a look at uh, the program Melton on on Friday night. We had 11 races there. Some good stories emerged out of the card. Um, Drew Georgialis uh, trained a double, a long shot double. Both uh, runners were driven by Jodie Quinlan, which would have been a, a wonderful thrill for uh, for Drew with our master George and Man. Today. It was a fantastic uh, training performance and well done to Drew and as you mentioned Danny we have a lot of young uh, female talented uh, ladies in our sport and Drew's a, a young girl uh, had worked with Jodie Quinlan uh, coming through the ranks and spent a bit of time with some uh, some really good trainers and uh, you can see uh, that's all paying dividends right at the moment to, to bring up a double with uh, our master George and of course uh, as you mentioned uh, later on in the night with Man to D it was a real credit to her Jodie Quillen brought up a driving double for the night and uh, yeah look uh, Man to D and our Master George have sort of similar type horses they're, they're very dour and they seem to have a bit of a similar racing pattern about themselves but they uh, they both were too strong at the finish and they just grinded their way to the front and uh, pulled away for good wins. And uh, the last race good story too was Sean O'Sullivan son of uh, Jim O'Sullivan uh, driving Dan Man to victory Rob. Yes, uh, it was a big thrill for Sean. Uh, we saw him uh, driving his first one not too long ago at Geelong with really under fire. And uh, to be able to combine with the 10-year-old Dan Mann, uh, who was formerly uh, raced at Cranbourne there by Rick Cashman, a, a, a good old Shannon was driving uh, Dan Mann a lot and they uh, surrendered the lease and the O'Sullivan selected to take up the, the lease of Dan Mann and give Sean some experience as a driver. And it's... Uh, been a real pet for him he now owns the horse and races a horse and to to win uh, the last race at melton was very special and a really good drive brad chisholm on platinum stride there as well race six on friday night so that's another episode uh, of the the mile rate rob uh, shepherd and harness it's a day meeting uh, there today Hopefully everything gets back to normal as the start, sun starts to uh, to peer. It's actually developing to a, quite a, a nice day. Enjoy your week, Rob, and until next Sunday on the mile, right? Happy harnessing.